Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where we help a beginning player or coach by talking about the fundamentals of basketball bi-weekly on this podcast. Our goal is to help those new to basketball build a strong foundation to advance their skill and knowledge. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Coach Sadler. Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. I have been a coach for more than 20 years. I have a Master's of Science degree in psychology with a specialization in sports psychology. I am an assistant coach at a university, a USA Basketball Gold licensed coach, as well as a varsity youth basketball coach in the summer. I'm excited to do this podcast because I want to help athletes new to basketball gain skills and knowledge that can impact their ability to contribute to a team in the future. Coaches who are new to the sport can also use the information provided in this podcast to help grow their skills and knowledge. My goal is to share information that is easy to understand, that is relatable and achievable. So let's get started. Before we jump into episode 14, I want to thank you all for listening. There is a lot going on in the world, and I am humbled that you choose to spend a few minutes of your time with me. Please stay healthy and my best wishes to you and your families. Now, for those joining us for the first time, we like to do a brief recap of the topics covered thus far. However, I encourage you to listen to all of the previous episodes. I truly believe you will benefit from the information provided. So here we go. In the first episode, we talked about goal setting, the importance of setting a goal, the timeline for completing a goal, and how to accomplish the goal. In the second episode, we discussed visualization and how using this mental training technique can be used to help you become a better basketball player visualize, believe, practice, and perform. In the third episode, we focused on internal and external motivation and how these motivators impact your desire and drive to play basketball. In episode four, we discussed planning your basketball workout. And we reviewed four habits and skills that need to be included in your daily workouts to maximize your opportunity to receive playing time, which are conditioning and warming up, ball handling, defense, and rebounding. And most importantly, we stress to always have fun, even when the work is hard. In episode five, we discussed three keys keys to mental toughness, positive self-talk, being self-confident, and being comfortable and relaxed in your ability to perform the basketball skills you have learned. In episode six, I provided seven tips on how to be a great teammate, 
which are to be in top physical condition, to learn, understand, and live up to the expectations of the team, to not be concerned with what another player is doing, good or bad, to play within your capabilities, to respect all of your coaches and teammates, to keep a journal, video, audio, written, or all three, and to catch the basketball, have good hands. In episode seven, we talked about the importance of communication. As expressed by Coach K, Duke University men's basketball coach, effective teamwork begins and ends with communication. I also provided a 30-day action plan to help you become an effective communicator on the basketball court. In episode eight, we talked about overcoming adversity by controlling the things that you can control which are your attitude, your work ethic, your actions, yourself. In episode nine, we discussed game management and the importance of your ability to control a game. We talked about basketball IQ, and we also talked about the importance of you always knowing the time, score, and situation, to see the entire floor, to put your teammates in a position to be successful, to not overpass the basketball, to stay in good defensive position, and to compete to win every battle. In episode 10, we focused on loving the process, which I define as the work you need to put in to master the skills of basketball. You have to give 100%, not just to the basketball drills you like, but to the drills you do not like as well. In episode 11, we focused on working smarter, not just harder. Working smarter requires discipline, uncomfortableness, and openness to change. It means listening to instruction that is for your own good. And it also means taking a day off to rest, to relax, and to have fun. In episode 12, I asked, how do you define success? Remember, the team must come first. Let your teammates help you. Do not focus on scoring points to the detriment of the team. And define your own success and live up to your own expectations. Finally, in episode 13, we talked about being coachable in holding yourself accountable, which means to be open to learning a new way of doing things, to not question every instruction or create excuses for why you cannot or will not do something, to soak up all the information you can. The coach on your team must be the only coach you are attentive to, period. Always include the word we when you ask your teammates to do something. For example, we need to play better defense. And it also means being accountable to doing a little extra to succeed. So you've been working hard building your mental and physical basketball skills. You are loving the process and you're putting in the hard work to get better. But now you're running into a roadblock Your shots are not going in the basket. Your defense is not good. And you are frustrated. You've lost a bit of confidence. 
Well, know that you are not alone. It is not unusual for this to happen. But the key is not to let yourself stay in that mental space, but instead you have to push through it. Confidence is very important. It is a critical mental skill you need to master to achieve in basketball and in life. I often use the phrase, confidence comes from doing. Having confidence does not mean you will not make mistakes or that you or that you will not fail. But it's but instead it means that you have the belief in yourself to try to get right back at it. You might miss 100 shots, but you have the confidence to take the 99 previous shots and you will have confidence to take 99 more. Today, I'm going to share with you four strategies to maintain your confidence. Strategy number one, do not talk yourself out of success. Delete the stop me language from your mental Rolodex. Anything that starts with I can't, I am not a, or I don't have, or I don't know if needs to be deleted. Delete, delete, delete. The stop me language keeps you from being successful or even attempting to try. It takes away potential opportunities. You paint a mental picture of yourself failing instead of succeeding. And you speak to yourself with words that bring you down instead of words that lift you up and encourage you. Now, not only does the stop me language impact you mentally, but it impacts you physically as well. In particular, your nonverbal communication. So I want you to use words like I will and I can, or I know I'm going to get this. Also, please take time to go back and listen to episode two on visualization and episode five three keys to mental toughness. Strategy number two, do not be afraid to fail. If you never try, then you do not know if you can succeed. Fear keeps you in a box. Fear keeps you in the same place and it keeps you from growing. One of the greatest joys I experience as a coach is watching a player accomplish a skill she was convinced she could not do. I remember an experience with a collegiate player who was having trouble executing a spin move off the dribble. She would say something to the effect that I am not a guard and that she could not do it. Well, that is until she did it. She was so excited. It was awesome to watch her excitement. The more she improved in skills she said she could not do, the more confident she became. When she was struggling making free throws, I asked her to shoot free throws with her eyes closed. And she said I was using Jedi mind tricks on her. I still laugh out loud when I think about it. But she became an essential piece to our team winning a conference championship. But just think, if she did not try and try and try again, then she would not have realized success. And I dare say our team may not have experienced success either. 
The point is, the more you try a skill, the more likely you are to succeed. Think of it like watering a plant. For several weeks, it, it may appear as if the plant is not growing, even when you are watering the plant just like you're supposed to. But what you do not see is what is happening beneath the soil of the plant. The roots are taking hold and building a solid foundation for the plant to grow and thrive. All of a sudden, the plant is growing and growing. To someone else's eye, it may appear that the plant sprout up overnight, but you know that is not the case. It is because of your constant care that the plant grew. That is what can happen for you. If you put in the work on your basketball skills, even when it feels like nothing is happening, beneath the surface, your muscle memory is developing. The more you keep practicing your skills, the closer you will get to achieving that skill. I remember working with a basketball player who was really trying to dunk. And we worked on this dunk every single week. In fact, every single day. And he kept working and working and working and working. Well, recently I received a video of him not only doing his regular dunks, but now he's doing 360 dunks. I literally could not believe it. But he achieved that goal because he kept going. He probably failed a thousand times, but that did not stop him. And now he's able to not only achieve a dunk with ease, but he's trying specialty dunks and achieving those. Coaches, encourage your players. Build their confidence by showing you believe in their ability to accomplish skills. If they make a mistake or fail, push them to keep trying. Also, find a way to make the process fun. And watch out for those athletes who tend to hide to the side, who, who won't step out and try a skill because they feel like they're not able to do it. Work with them, even if you need to do it on the side, work with them privately, but whatever you need to do, help them build that skill and show them that you do have the confidence in them to, to accomplish the skill. Strategy number three, concentrate and focus on the skill. Do not let your mind wander when you are working on the skill. Pay attention to the coach or whoever is demonstrating the skill. Do not get distracted. You have to be present mentally and physically. Strategy number four, and this one will be important for your entire life. Spend time with positive people. Lock out the negative ones. Now, I realize sometimes these people may be in your personal space on a daily basis, but develop a way to tune them out without being disrespectful. If you can, create a music playlist that puts you in a good mood or find a quote that inspires you or come up with a personal saying that can quickly put you in the right frame of mind when you are no longer in the presence of a negative person. Now, I also realize that sometimes this person is a teammate or your coach or someone else, but whoever it is, you have to keep their negativity out of your mind. 
The four strategies I provided are not all inclusive and I encourage you to seek out more. As we conclude our discussion, I want you to put two things in your basketball journal. First, confidence comes from doing. Second, no one can take your confidence away from you unless you give it to them. Now, it is true that someone such as your coach can lose confidence in you. Now, I truly hope that that isn't the case. But if it does happen, that does not mean you lose confidence in yourself. Look at all you have accomplished up to this point. Without a doubt, you've got this. So be confident. I hope this information has been beneficial. Please join me for the next episode of Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter.